0: The man who listens to my words and acts on them is like a man building a house who dug deeply and laid the foundation on rock. When the flood came, the river burst against that house. It could not be shaken because it had been well built. 9-11, I don't think anyone would argue, was an incredibly traumatic event for all of society and really all of the world. When I say trauma, I mean anything that has happened in our life, individually or collectively, that is beyond our capacity to cope, beyond our emotional ability to cope. 9-11 was a traumatic event. This pandemic has been another all-world traumatic event. And on top of these larger societal traumas, then we have the individual traumas that we've experienced. The loss of a loved one, serious illness, serious diagnosis, house being destroyed by fire or by flood, losing a job, experiencing serious betrayal from someone that we trusted, Deeply, These are all traumatic events. When we experience trauma, there are two tendencies that we need to be super aware of. The first is to spin our wheels trying to figure out why this happened. Let me give you a spoiler. This is a dead end. This goes nowhere. It just spirals, spirals us down into ourselves, into introspection, and it only steals and robs our peace and our joy. Because here is the truth. Even if we knew why something happened that was traumatic to us or to our nation or to our world, it wouldn't make it any better. It would still hurt because it was traumatic. If we knew why we lost this loved one, it wouldn't make the pain any less. The second temptation that we need to be super aware of is to make... to believe certain lies and to make certain resolutions based on that trauma. Because I have been hurt by this person... I will never trust anyone again. I will always protect myself. I will never lean on anyone else. These are the kinds of promises that we make to ourselves that we call these unholy vows. And again, it only leads to a dead end because it hardens our heart and prevents us from receiving our authentic healing which is the love of Jesus Christ, because when we put up walls against relationship with others, we also put up walls against the love of Jesus Christ. And at the same time, we begin to believe certain lies. I'm alone. Nobody cares about me. This is never going to get any better. I have to take care of this myself. The list goes on and on and on. When we experience trauma, we have to be so careful not to figure anything out because we won't be able to, and it wouldn't bring us more peace if we did. And we have to be so aware of any resolutions, unholy vows that we make. I will always, I will never, and any lies that we believe about ourselves or about the world and especially about God. Well, God certainly could not exist if something like this were to happen. Well, that leaves us with the question, what do we do with trauma when we experience it? Some of the most beautiful experiences I've had as a priest are praying with people into trauma. They share something. We go back into a memory that is the source of that trauma from which they are acting out of this place of hurt and woundedness. And it's usually pretty clear when someone's operating out of a place of hurt and woundedness, right? It's pretty apparent. We go back into that memory using our imagination and praying into it, but we do not go back into that memory by ourselves as problem solvers or as explainers of why things are happening in the scene. We go back into that memory with Jesus Christ, with us. Because here's the truth Jesus was there. Jesus was there in the World Trade Centers. He was in the hearts of those people that were experiencing this horrible, horrible trauma. And it is only Jesus' presence that brings peace. And that brings healing into traumatic events like that. So again, nothing exteriorly may change, but interiorly, everything changes. And I ask the person, where do you see Jesus? Where is he? And inevitably, they have an answer. They see him next to them, across from them, behind them, maybe a hand on the shoulder, maybe embracing them, What is he doing? What is he saying? He's not really saying anything. He just looks very sad. He is just this gaze of love. Or he's saying, I know this hurts. I hurt with you. Realizing that Jesus was there the whole time, Brings healing into it. The most traumatic event that has ever happened was God being crucified by us. This makes no sense. There's no point in trying to explain it. Yes, Jesus brought good out of it, but objectively, it was the worst thing that ever happened in human history. We killed God. When he was only loving us. But it's because Jesus has taken this trauma upon himself that he's able to speak and communicate new healing into our trauma. Our trauma doesn't have to have the final word. We invite Jesus into the trauma, we bring it to confession, we bring it into our own prayer. Maybe we invite someone else in with us to to share it and to invite Jesus into it as we pray with it together. Evil does not have the final word. We know this, but evil does not have the final word. And to try to figure evil out is only playing into its game and making unholy vows and believing the lies that evil communicates only enslaves us and prevents us from receiving and reciprocating love, which is the definition of freedom. Jesus, you are our liberator. You are the healer of our trauma. Jesus, so many things that happen to us are beyond our capacity to cope. We invite you in, Jesus. As we receive you in this Eucharist, we ask you to heal these wounded places of our hearts. Speak your truth to us. Break the shackles of our unholy vows. Communicate your love, your joy, your peace into these areas of hurt. Jesus, defeat our trauma by your death your burial, and your resurrection.